Now and Again is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage, Keanu, and more, head on over to cageclub.me. That is cageclub.me. We play this song on the radio. We play this song on the radio. Um, so I, I, uh, all right. Huh, okay. I didn't know the song existed until about two hours ago. Jessica Simpson, Take My Breath Away. Watching in slow motion as you turn around and say, Take my breath away. Yep, that's a cover of the Oscar award winning Berlin song that is unironically um, one of my favorite songs of all time because I love, I love New Wave. We've listened to a lot of bad songs, a lot of songs that just like I hate. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why did I sign up for this? Um, I'm an idiot. This, this made me so mad in a way that like I can't explain. Like, I was nauseous and I was angry. It's like a, it's like a Harlequin feat. It's like, it's, it's tragic that it, it exists, but it's also disgusting and like a sign that we've strayed from God's light. I agree with everything he said. Uh, like, I, I, I could, I could honestly go line by line about why I, I hate this song. Um, but I'll just start off with the very basic part that instrumentally what made the Berlin song um, stand out. I mean, what made every 80s song stand out is that gated drum, like the 80s drum, the fucking in the air tonight drum, and that synth bass line that turns into the synth line. I mean, everyone remembers that everyone knows doom, 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 doom. like that's it's it's an all-time great little lick and so i think it's really cool that they drop all of that entirely for some weepy bad uh coffee shop acoustic strumming and moments where the song entirely drops out so jessica simpson can show off her complete lack of vocal performance do you know what makes me not fun I never laughed at stuff that people laughed at when you're young that you're supposed to laugh at when you're young. I never got pu- I never like got poop humor. I never thought. Yeah, like, I, I think throwing up is. I think throwing up is pretty funny, but like <laughs> I don't necessarily find like, oh man, he can't stop farting. Start laughing. I laughed in fourth grade health class because everyone else did, and I was just like, it's easier than explaining. I think I'm above that. The teacher. The teacher said, "Take out your pencil." <laughs> it's like penis. <laughs> Guys, I just learned that people laugh at the number 69, but I don't know why. Um, If I type in the correct number into my calculator and hold it upside down, it says boobies. Right? I can make my calculator say boobies, right? So, okay. Um, I never find the term constipated funny, um, but one of my closest friends used to describe Jessica Simpson's vocal performance as sounding rather constipated. Mm. And I... Don't frequently agree. I think she sounds. I, I think there are better ways to describe it. Well, I think she sounds like she's putting in um, uh, affectation instead of technique. Yes. She is wailing to sound emotional yes. by simply being loud and aggressive. God, yes. However, I have to say, on this track, she actually does kind of make some noises. It sounds like she is having trouble passing some stool. And like, it's ironic that she's doing a song called Take My Breath Away, because that is what it sounds like is occurring at the end of every line she sings. Yeah, she, uh... She sounds like she's Gary Busey talking. 
<laughs> um, yeah, she sounds like it's just bad. It's just bad. I don't know who let her cover this. Oh, um, it's so bad. She, it it's actually that this had been their first dance when they were married. Her and Nick okay. Lachey. So she covered it for him as a gift. Oof. Wow. And if she had covered, I mean, no wonder they divorced. Yeah. I think she could have done a more um, convincing version of, like, too drunk to fuck, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Uh, I have nothing else to say about this song. I think it just sucks. Oh, I have so much more to say. It does suck. The key, the key changes in the wrong place. So if there's one nice thing I can say is that they took a great song and really made it work for Jessica Simpson. Um, because the, it just, it follows that shitty cliche pop song format of just like, oh, we hit the bridge. Now we got to come back with the key change. But like the key change works in Take My Breath Away because that's not where it comes in. It comes in in the middle of two verses. Um, and in fact, it's not just like stop the song, start it up again, a half step up. It like the riff literally turns into it midway through the riff. It's one of the most perfect key changes ever. With like I want to dance with somebody, um, it is a perfect pop key change in a world where key changes should be illegal. You should have to fill out a lot of paperwork to do a key change um, because most of them fucking suck. <laughs> Terry Nunn doesn't over sing the song. She barely. She performs the shit out of that song. There's nary a high note to be found in that song, if you think about it. It is an extremely um, low-key performance, pun not intended. Just, I, I just, I have, I have, I love "Take My Breath Away," and I didn't know this existed. And I think I'm a worse person for knowing <laughs> that it does now. And I'm, I'm forever sad. Be. It, it makes the next song look like great by comparison, which is insane. Because I thought I hated the next song. I still do, but I do agree by by comparison, it's better. Yeah, you know, if you broke my hand and then 20 minutes later you cut off my leg, I'd be much less upset <laughs> about the broken hand. Man. Oh, wait, how about the, the random, like, the dudes just in the background going, Take my breath away. Take my breath away. Why is that? Because newlyweds. <sighs> Because because um, 98 degrees. I just, I can't explain how much I genuinely, um, I think people think that my love of 80s music sometimes is like an ironic thing. And like, no, I fucking love New Wave. I fucking love it. Like, it's probably my overall, if someone's like, you can only have one genre, like Desert Island genre, I would take New Wave. Um, because it encompasses so much into so many interesting things and the production is so unique most of the time. Um, and songs by the same band can sound extremely different. Just go listen to Take My Breath Away and then go listen to The Metro by Berlin. This shouldn't exist. It's like, it's like a chupacabra. It's like, you spend your whole life thinking it can exist and then maybe one day we're gonna find out it does. And it's just gonna be like, that's not right. That's what this song is. It's a fucking cryptid. And I'm upset. <laughs> I'm genuinely hurt. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, <clears throat> there's this cover of, uh, get what you give that they play at my gym by wait by the new radicals yeah there's a cover of it that they play at the gym that's this like oh. kind of chill electronic cover 
where the vocalist sounds super bored. So like something you'd get in a modern movie trailer. Like, do you ever watch the show Superstore? Of course you don't. There's a sitcom called Superstore, and it's really funny. And um, they play a lot of 90s music as music. Okay. It would be like that. It sounds like that. I This is my big yellow taxi. Like, Yeah, I get you it. You lost your mind when that happened. <laughs> Did uh, I really? That was coming, at least. I, I This blindsided me, and I, I don't even know what to think anymore. Well, then you get your Oscar. Can I, just, I just need a little bit of time. Um, can you can you intro the next song for me? Uh, sure. Once upon a time, there was a band, and their name was Hoobastank, and no one took them seriously. <laughs> so then, they came out with some really fucking Billy Joel-sounding, Elton John, 90s... Oh, that is a massive insult to both of them. Bon Jovi-sounding, generic... Get, getting warmer. Generic 90s crap, only that came out with it in the 2000s, and I could not figure out why this was a success. I liken The Reason by Hoobastank to other melodramatic, weepy songs about having too many feels. Then I just want you to know. And it's not just my mad on against him. I genuinely thought Ed Sheeran's um, "Thinking Out Loud" was kind of dreadful. But uh, yeah, but yes, like agreed. I, I would think that of. I thought John Mayer's daughters, and I've already talked about what a huge John Mayer fan I am. Yeah, I thought John Mayer's daughters was one of the worst pieces of garbage I'd ever heard. Uh, I to this day when I hear it, kind of roll my eyes. I like the bridge. That's about it. I think the bridge is pretty cool. Um, but other than that, I think there's some problematic notes to it. Like, I mean, like parts to it. Like a lot of it is, I, I don't know. I think we need to stop being part of a culture that's like, guys, be good to that girl because someday you're going to care about a girl. No, be yeah. good to that girl because she's a human being. And like, yeah, well, we get that from fucking like, uh, asshole politicians anytime. Uh, something like that comes out. Like, uh, uh, I'm I'm now mad about rape because I imagine uh, if this was your daughter, like, what? Why aren't you just Why aren't you just mad about rape? You buddy? should just be mad about rape. Yeah, uh, mad about rape, mad about rape. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> this has been now and again for for April by the, April by Fools, the no nos by the no nos, and it's. I'm classless. Um, So, anyway, uh, I just, I think, like, when I think about how Hey There Delilah was such a big hit, I get it. Um, I didn't get I Should Have Brought You Flowers by Bruno Mars. Not gonna lie, I would have, there was a point in my life where I would have lost a bet um, thinking that this band did Hey There Delilah. I believe that. Uh, You know what else I didn't care for? As big an Adele fan as I am. I have always thought Someone Like You is kind of a bad song. Hmm. Okay. And, uh... I could buy that. Okay, Okay, ready? Okay, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something and everyone's gonna not believe... I don't like In the Air Tonight. Huh. I think it's too dramatic. Hmm. 
It does take a long time to get to that uh, one part that everyone in the world likes. And then the parts leading up to it are like are are creepy and atmospheric, and they're just the sound of in the background. And like it's no, it's too much. It's too fucking much. This song is too fucking much. It starts with "I'm not a perfect person." I can tell you're singing this. And in the worst, like the, just, the way that that opening line is delivered is like we talked about how the tone that they were going for for like "Take Your Breath Away" is like girl in one of those Six Flags booths in 1996 where you record a karaoke version of a song and get a tape of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ubastangs, like he tries so hard, he delivers the fuck out of I'm not a perfect person and it is like it is you're tearing me apart Lisa levels of bad yeah and you know what else like I I kind of feel like this if I remember correctly this song was nominated for like record of the year and song of the year and this song was everywhere and I'm really sorry but somebody should have called them out on the incredible like it like I remember somebody calling I want to think I want to say it was Jewel out on her album 0304 that was like her pop record or whatever. Holy shit. Oh no. Do you know, Irresistible? Was, Irresistible? Wait, no. What's the I was thinking of Jewel, Jewel's pop very brief pop career that Intuition song. Yeah, 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 like that album. 3 days ago and I was like why did I think about that song? That that album and that song where she did that. Um there was a review that was like and also noticeable, not only has she dramatically shifted her style to sound and look like Britney Spears so that she may cash in on this new wave of anti-feminists, like slutty girls or whatever the fuck. I just remember it being really critical of Jewel as a person. And, but then it was like, but even her art is suffering. The much more basic rhyme scheme of this record is unmissable. And that made me realize something. Yeah, I guess there are people who rhyme. Go, show, flow. That's actually the bigger problem with love from above. It's not that it's love from above. It's why are you willing to write the same line we've heard a million times before? And Sure. Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems with this song is uh, one of the greatest strengths. You know, <clears throat> it's you don't actually need to write a great song as long as you make really great mouth noises. One of the reasons this song works is because you go, sure. eee, the, eee, the Mike Patton career arc. Ooh, you. Like, you just make these loud vowel sounds and you do great. Yes. Um, but that's, yes. I found a reason for me to change who I used to be, a reason for all that I do. And the reason is you. I found a reason to show a side of me you didn't know. I think it might even be a reason to start over new for all that I do. Start over new, yeah. Variation of those, yeah. Like it's just it's it's painfully simple. It's it's a little bit um, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's a little bit. Please make out with me at the eighth grade table. (laughs) Most of the people in eighth grade have not yet made out with someone, and it would be cool if we did that together today. I turn fourteen, and it's it's that. I. I, this is weird, but it is, I make fun of the song a lot. I do that opening, opening line in, in the dumbest possible voice. And I don't know if just beca- it just came after a song that fucking Shang sunged my soul from my body. <laughs> uh, but like, it's 
not as bad as I remember. Like, maybe when it's not being played every 30 minutes on the radio, like, I could hear this song once a year and be okay with it. Can I... But, okay, so, um... That's, that's, that's low. That's damning praise. Like, one, I don't... I really don't need to, to, to hear I, the song every Yeah. Time. But, like, I mean, it's I not think as you're, bad as I remembered. I think the, what you're calling praise really amounts to you saying... Life has set the bar low enough that at 32, <laughs> I no longer feel sad when I hear this because the sadness yeah. of other things has erased my hatred for this. I am not capable of caring about enough things to hate this. I think that's what you're yeah. saying. So it doesn't come off like praise. It actually makes me, you know, love you more. <laughs> so uh, I'll say that the video works for me. It's uh, It kind of takes a... A, a spin on the super melodramatic music video, like it's aware of what it's doing. I appreciate that. Um, also, the lead singer looks like a he looks like a gray alien. So I, he he uh he what's his name from um American Dad? Uh, Peter Griffin, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Kevo, Kevo. What's oh, that's the, Family Guy. What's the name of the Is that alien? The, wait. Roger. I don't know. Its name is Roger. Its name is Roger. Um, sure. Anyway, I uh, uh, I think one of the reasons you might not hate this song as much anymore is because it gave birth to a million horrible, horrible, horrible uh, thematic sequels. Go on. You've heard much worse versions of this since this. Oh, sure. Bands like um, whoever's Timbaland produced on that Too Late to Apologize song. One Republic. Like post-Hubastank bland shit. One Republic, yes. They are terrible. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. This is this is patient zero of, like, weepy, self-serious, feel-bad-for-myself rock in as many quotes as possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say this I'm going to just say we should move on. I think we've talked about this song to death. Yes. Congratulations, Hoobastank, on being a being a, a D when I thought you were an F. Uh, Lenny Kravitz, where are we running? We're running to doing a song that sounds kind of like Sharp Dressed Man, and I'm r- running to being really done with Lenny Kravitz on this. I am running right along to Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. <laughs> From weekend, we stayed on Ocean Avenue. It was really special. Uh, this song sounds like the summer of my senior year, our senior mm. year. Uh, I'm going to do one of those Nico things, but I can absolutely taste kissing my then boyfriend when I hear this song. Yeah, I mean, apparently everyone um, fucking loved this song in 2004 because you went to prom and then you went to Wildwood and stayed on Ocean Avenue. Uh, I did neither of those things, so I have no, um, like, emotional attachment to this song. Um, also, this band has a violinist in it, and you can keep it. <laughs> uh, they're okay. Um, they're very of their time. If Hoobastank looked like Roger from Family Guy, this guy looks like Roger Klotz from Doug. Meep, meep. Just saying. That's why I did Skeeter Noise. Honk, honk. Um, Hong Kong, right? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. 
I made him the road runner. Oh no. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, I'm so glad we get to revisit a thing. I could be mean, I could be angry, you know I could be just like you. I could be fake, I could be stupid. Sometimes when we do pieces on here, I go back and I go, was that editorial too harsh? Did I, did I come at that at a Samantha B? When right. I yeah, should did, have did I, when I should have come at it as a, at a Jimmy Kimmel. Did we? And did we? Did I? Did we go too far in condemning a uh, seventeen-year-old named Hunter? Did I? Did I say something ugly when I said that people who uh, don't see how elements of the culture reflected in this music and this music video and this style and genre. Uh, and I, when I listened back, uh, I think I decided I didn't go far enough. I was clearly concerned and pulled my punches. And I'm willing to say a lot more things about, um, okay, I'm going to throw in another deep cut. Bam. Okay. okay. You said, I actually I made that comment about really liking 1985's lyric singers that are mad at their dad <laughs> and you were like that's so generic though and okay and I appreciate that that it is so generic but it actually has become a really common theme on here yeah this song um, is mad at dad as hell it's this is a lot of singers that are mad at their dad mm-hmm. and it's it's actually really funny for that reason and it's funnier now um, yeah, this, I mean, you wanted to talk about Hoobastanks, the reason being eighth grade lyrics, this is so much more that I feel like this is an eighth grade band that just someone's dad was like, yeah, you know what? Just finish high school, buddies. Uh, don't change your lyrics at all. Just, just go out there, play these really simplistic drop D chords, um, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B rhyme scheme. And um, be mad at Dad, despite the fact that you're going to make a shitload of money. Um, the song is embarrassing. I, I can't... I thought I Hate Everything About You was embarrassing and generic. This is significantly worse because it's um, it's got an... mentioned 8th grade. It's like an 8th grader's mentality of rage against the machine, too. That is a thing that you come to realize. And it's one of the things I love about teaching high school. One of the things that keeps me... I know I'm a giant immature, like, dumbass, but teaching high schoolers keeps me pretty in check in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. Um, If from your limited station in life, you truly believe that the man is your dad (laughs) and he is the thing you need to rage against, little boy, you need to go sit down. Your dad is not the man. And he is not what you need to rage against. And I, not everybody needs to take on the political wars that, that you and I both love. And that's right. not what I'm trying to say. But what I am trying to say is we, and those feelings are real. I, there were times growing up, I, with all my heart, thought I hated my father. And I probably did a couple times. But like, um, we make a mistake in this culture where we idealize emotional violence 
Mm. And so there's a really great Derek comedy video where it's a kid at a talent show and he's playing a keyboard and he's like, yeah, all right, kick it. I don't think I've seen that. Kick it. Kicks my mom. Can't run away. He'll find me. (laughs) And like, it's this kid trying to say that his stepdad is beating him through his keyboard show. And that is a really, it's, you should find it and link it. It's actually an incredible piece of comedy uh, because it says something really important and really powerful. But, um. Yeah, that'll definitely be in the uh, liner notes. I've come to understand how much power, like, especially with my writing, the more I don't say by saying it, the more powerful it is saying this is what, like, understanding the difference between showing and telling. Um, I try and tell my students, you know, the difference between show and tell is, and they, they repeat it back to me. And more often than not, what I hear back is, um, telling is when you just say it, but showing is when you show them say it. And they don't realize that. They don't realize that that's essentially what they're saying. Yeah. I think songs like Just Like You are reductive because they aren't a positive outlet for that anger. No. And I was a very angry young man and I did scream a lot and I did, you know, punch walls and hurt myself and kind of, you know, vaguely hurt other people like not like there should be a warrant out for my arrest i'm not like trying to say like guys please put me on making a murderer this isn't about to change what kind of podcast it is but um welcome to my favorite you know. murderer <laughs> hey guys uh it's day number 107 on the inside um so far i've made three new bitches this week it's been incredible um no i i do think though that you know, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but there's, there's something in, you, it's okay to scream. It really is okay to scream, but you then have to do something. You can't just keep screaming. Right. If all you do is keep screaming, you're going to lose your voice one day and then you won't have any way to feel better. You need to do something. But that's- and I, I understand that somebody could even argue creating the song did something and that's great but it's not showing people to feel better and i'm just as guilty of writing misery music about miring and being upset and And i think that's a really human thing right yeah Yeah. i i definitely i've written more than my fair share of of you know awful teenage goth poetry into my 20s and it's I don't know. I just think that we spent so many years uh, glorifying anger. Right. It It's not hard to see where we wound up in the position we're in in some ways. We have been encouraging an angry undercurrent in white males for at least 15 years in our music. Well, that's... It's not... If I may, that's part of what this song is doing that is... So, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the song, you're kind of talking about showing and not telling. The song doesn't ever get introspective. The problem in all of these Three Day Grace songs that we've done across the board, and I imagine the rest of their music, is that it's everyone else. It's society that's fucked up, man. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to just pick on, like straight white males because you know they're having such a hard shake of it lately with black panther being the number one movie so 
Um, I, I'm even going to throw him a life raft. I met this person at a con recently. I had a really successful con in the last couple of months and I met this person and, um, <clears throat> they started telling me about their fascinating life. Mm-hmm. It was a fellow, it was a fellow con exhibitor and they started telling me all about their fascinating life and how at like 37, this is like their sixth career. And they frequently work with circus folk who they kept referring to as natural borns, which I don't know if that's the actual term, but part of it maybe sounded a little bit like, like the mummer's dance and maybe it just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It sounded a little yeah. funny. Um, it sounds like an old timey slur. <laughs> yeah. And she, at no point did she get introspective either. She just kept hitting everything very on the head and being like, because have I told you I'm a sexual person, I can belly dance. Okay. And I was like, okay. And she, okay, I met another person at another con last year, and she was telling me all about her amazing Star Wars roleplay group she's a part of. She's a part of, like, an IRL, like, you create a character and you do lightsaber choreography group and she's telling me all about her backstory and how her backstory is um it involves circuses as well this is a weird common theme and she can only be defeated if you strike her under her arm which is why she never lifts that arm ever so you can't ever beat her and she has the most number of powers you can have in this group and her backstory actually involves that she's like a special princess of darkness and oh man, somewhere I heard Max I Landis have an aneurysm. Uh, yeah, he's actually he. I I can't I can't even. When she realized she was running late for her photo shoot that she had to be at, um, she left me by saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Now you're never going to hear the end of my story." You were never going to hear the end of that to begin with, buddy. It was never going to stop. So, but uh, I, what I'm trying to say is. I'm not saying that the inability to look inward and see yourself as you are is not – I'm not trying to say it's an exclusively male trait. Mm-hmm. That there's, You yeah. know what I mean? Self-awareness is I, one of the biggest things we can have. Like it's one of the most important qualities we can have and it is not taught. It, it only comes from like uh, someone pretty much calling you out or realizing that you are a dum-dum at some point and uh, there's, there's not enough realization of it. Yeah, being called out is the most yeah. important thing. Um, I I hate when I'm called out in public, but I sure do like when my friends are like, hey, man, I just want to let you know a thing you did before that was totally out of line. I just got to talk to you about it. Like, that's – let me know. Or like, um, obviously, you never want to offend anybody, but if you don't know that a term is offensive, you can't know that you've offended mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. We've had that conversation You know what I mean? Before, so like it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how any of this even remotely um, goes back. To At least some of this anymore, will get cut because say, I don't even know. I'm sure it is. This. Yeah, uh, just to say, what a what a shitty piece of yeah. non-art. Um, it's not good. Um, the lyrics are literally, "I could be mean, I could be angry, you know, I could be just like you." Um, like that actually sounds like stuff you yell at somebody, and I understand that there is value in that art. And, like, I can hear poetry teachers yelling at me that I'm silencing the creative voice of a generation. But we don't need more anger. We need more solutions. We need more people working towards something getting better. And miring in rage is not, like, Rage Against the Machine made art that told something so that people could understand political right. corruption. 
this is just your fucking dad is cooler than you. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. Like they listened to Rage Against the Machine, but the only part they took away from it was "fuck you." I don't do what you tell me. Yeah, just the rage part. Oh, Not man. against anything. Meant to live by Switchfoot. Super cute. I don't hate this song. Yes, yeah, um, super cute. It's it's fine. Uh, Switchfoot are actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they did a soundtrack for. They did the soundtrack to. Um, a Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore. They wrote a song called Only Hope. It's a really beautiful song. Um, it is, this is a good song. They're a good band. Uh, they They're kind some- of proof that Christian rock doesn't have to be embarrassing. Yeah, they did some Christian rocky stuff. They're uh, they're uplifting. This was good. I'm sorry they didn't go much further than the couple of like two, three singles they had, but super cool guys. If this song comes on, I, I won't um, turn it off. And I... I- want to say I've drunkenly maybe karaoke the song once or twice, uh, like in, in blackout periods. Uh, I just a shout out to, uh, to Dee and Pam and Rob, if they are listening to this, we, my old podcast, we watched a movie called, uh, cyber seduction, his secret life, which was, um, a movie about a kid, a high school kid having a porn addiction as a lifetime movie. So it was, you know, portrayed with as much tact as, as you can imagine. And it's got this heavy, like, Christian slant to it. And there's a moment where uh, the dialogue is just something along the lines of just completely, like, there's no context to it. There's high school kids. And someone's like, hey, man, who's a better band, Switchfoot or Green Day? And the kid's just like, hmm, I think I got to go with the green. And I'll just, I'll just never forget that. And it makes me laugh every time I think about it. Um, but at the same time, in 2004... <laughs> I think the answers actually might have been Switchfoot, um, but I'm going to go back and revisit to, fight, to figure it out, because I think this is like American Idiot, and you can fucking keep it. Yeah. I I did not get that album. I did not understand it. Uh, Bush, man. I thought it was... I thought American Idiot was so on the nose, it shocked me that anybody thought it was a political statement when it looked a little bit... It, it wasn't original that they copied that they copied smarter people's political writings and put it into lyrics. Um, I I just didn't get it. Anyway, um, there's like two good live. songs on there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a bad album. Mental Live, good song. Uh, but I'll never listen to a Switchfoot album. Uh, Los Lonely Boys, maybe my least favorite band name ever. Uh, with Heaven, I've never yeah. heard this song. I'm pretty sure I didn't finish it. Um, it kind of starts oh. the same way that. Uh, party in the USA does, and I just wished it was that. This is a te- like a Tejano band mm-hmm. called Los Lonely Boys, who are a pretty big deal. Yeah, and this song is tragically about the lead singer losing his child as a baby. That's oh. um, uh, I still don't feel bad. It's been like I've been locked in this prison for far too long. Um, how far is heaven? Like, it's, yeah, quite a bummer. Um, they're super suavecito, very malo. <laughs> you know. I find it, uh, it, it more boring. They're pretty frankly. cool. They're actually a pretty cool band, though. Maybe. Like, they're not This terrible. might be a bad introduction. I think singles usually are. Um, no, I think you just don't like what they do. I think they're, they're, they're good for what they do. This is a pretty boring style, and they are pretty chill, but like, uh, 
they're actually not bad for what they are. They're pretty good. Sure. You know, we're getting to country town. Down on me, but I don't give a rip. Gretchen Wilson, Redneck Woman, and I thought it was going to be a couple more years before we got this fucking pandery. She was ahead of the curve. This is the first and only time I've ever heard this song, and I have no opinion on it. No opinion at all. I I had absolutely no opinion on it. Interesting. I wish... I didn't think... It's... it's, it's we, we had a lengthy discussion about um, in, in our... when we were... When we were asked on Twitter about, you know, why people lump rap and country together, um, we talked a lot about identity and pandering, and I feel I feel like this is, is fucking, like, exhibit A on this show. I guess I'm just numb. <laughs> I know the words to every Charlie Daniels song is a lyric and a point of pride in this song. I think I'm just numb because this is a, bef- this is a post-before-he-cheats era. Yes. So I think I'm just numb. Hmm. Um, I am of the opinion that there are some good songs in this genre, but they are few and far between. Ooh, Miley Cyrus's cover of Jolene popped up on the related videos. I'm going to watch that later because um, it's really good. Uh, this song is – is there's there's no – oh, Kid Rock shows up in the video. That's good. Um, there, I just feel like there's no shame in this genre. Also because no <laughs> – again, it's just identity. People want to buy into the idea that – this is a real human that is singing this song. Like, this is not just, like, a, a dumb character. And, like, who are we to break that illusion, I guess? You, I keep, I always, like, one of my lines, like, you can keep it, but seriously, like, you, you can have, you can have the redneck woman idea, character, archetype, but it's just, like, keep it away from me. You know, yeah, you can have any problematic... Uh, you can have whatever you like. Yeah, you can have any problematic, outdated notion you want to have, but... Don't expect me to encourage it or identify with it or connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, hey, we've always said you can like what you like. We don't like this, though. And if, no, if you do, if you identify yourself as uh, the titular redneck woman, good f- for you. You you do you. You do Do you. the do. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that we're probably not doing emissions anymore because we can just do whole episodes where we do like um, 2004, the year in review, uh, with stuff that didn't make it. Uh, that's that's a thing. Um, that means this is the end of the episode. Nico, what did you learn today? I learned how much you love Berlin. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so did I, I guess, actually. It, it really took until... I heard the worst possible version of a song that I genuinely loved for me to realize just how how much I how much higher that song went in my esteem. It's when you hear it, it's just a version of it that is is a crime. It's a war crime, frankly. She should be in the hate. Yeah. It's a hate crime against Germany. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's about time they got one for themselves. Nah, they got Angela. Um they got the Madame Merck. <laughs> Nico, give me, like, we're going to change up recommendations, too, because, you know, it's now and again, so we're going to dabble in the now a little bit. Nico, like, what? what's out there right now? What are, what are you into? Music-wise? Anything. The world is your oyster. Um, okay. Well, 
Number one, I just got tickets for four days before uh, Kimber's new album comes out to go see a show and signing at Rough Trade. I saw that. And you got a deal and a half, too. Yeah, man. It was just the price of the album. And that's actually where I met Tori Amos as well. So I'm going to meet Kimber and Tori Amos in the same building. So that's like – that's actually uh, – I win now and again bingo for the rest of the year. Um, it's like your mecca. Yeah, it's 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 like I'm uh, Pacific Rim. I'm multiple Mecca. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck it's like me. all the Mecca coming together and becoming a Voltron. It's a Nico Voltron. I love Voltron. Nico right now. Voltron Silo. Voltron is great. Ray. Ray is this hot ass um, artist right now. She's a pop artist. She has a couple of great songs: The Line, Cigarette, Sober. She's super talented. I'm super into her. Um. Uh, no, not sober. Decline. My bad. Having a small series of uh, brain breakdowns. But I've been uh, unreal. On lifetime remains disturbing. Week in and week out, remains psychologically crippling. Um, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's about it. Other than that, just a lot of comic cons, a lot of getting ready for comic cons. Uh, what else am I into? I'm into Kid Riot. You should get into Kid Riot. KidRiotComics.com. It's super great. It's a book about a Latino speedster named PJ Bear who gets his long-lost idols, Riot and Rioty, out of retirement. Together, they reform the LGBT riot squad and run around saving New Jersey. Along the way, they meet all sorts of new friends like Sure Shot, Howler, uh, and the rest of the ID squadron. Just check it out. It's really good. <laughs> you should check it out. It's fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome, and it's gotten even better. It's, like, really embarrassing, too, because, like, I'm constantly like, yeah, I super like that you're looking at the first one, but could you look at the first one really quickly because I want to see you look at the newer stuff because the newer stuff's even better, and it's super awkward. I have to remember, too, um, I feel like since Facebook made that algorithm change, I haven't seen, like, you don't see people's, um, like, Facebook pages go up as often anymore. Um, I know it was, like, a big issue, so I feel like I'm, I'm... I've just like there's a gap there. I have to go seek it out and catch up. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Check out check out Kid Riot, or else if 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 you're listening to the show and you like Nico as co-host and you haven't checked out Kid Riot, you're a traitor and you'll be first against the wall when the now and again revolution comes. Mwahaha. Does that sound fair, creator? We'll burn down your life. Uh, I just saw an awesome movie called Annihilation that is my favorite movie in a while. Not counting, like, all the Oscar stuff that I just binge-watched, like, two months ago. But my favorite movie of 2018, you know, early start, is Annihilation. It's by the guy who did Ex Machina, which underwhelmed me ever so slightly, um, despite the awesome cast that, like, all ended up in Star Wars. But it's got Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac, Gina Rodriguez, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, So many great actors and actresses in it. Um, oh, the woman who uh whose name i am forgetting and i feel terrible about it she was in black panther um sorry i'm just a massive racist she's not in black panther she's in thor i mixed up my marvel movies uh because i haven't seen either of those she's in thor uh that's why i I just saw avengers affinity war when i looked her up and i was like oh she must be in that uh because i'm a huge racist and i think all of those movies are just kind of the same now anyway um it's a reasonable mistake you just wanted to celebrate black panther how how is it? I still haven't seen it. Neither have I. I've been comic booking. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we'll get to it. I'm cutting all of that anyway. Um. So yeah, uh, and Tess Thompson, and they're all awesome. And it's like, um, it's like a mix of like Tarkovsky's Stalker and like Lovecraft's at the Mount of Madness, with like 
just like a little, a couple of dashes of like weird sci-fi. And there's, there's, it, it has problems, but like, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. It's the best, it's the weirdest good movie I've seen in a while. Um, so yeah, that's worth checking out. Uh, Annihilation. It's in theaters, though not for long because the studio tried to kill it. Uh, but if you have a VPN, go watch it on like French Netflix or whatever because it's there already. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the show. That's now 16. Um, Nico, other than Kid Riot, uh, but especially Kid Riot, but other than Kid Riot, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nico Vasillo. You can find me online at kidriotcomics.com. You can find me on Facebook making music at facebook.com slash action duo. I'm at Chris Podcasts on Twitter and something that we haven't done in a while. Uh, but now that we have this new format that we're working on, um, and if you're sticking with us, that means you like us. Maybe you could leave us a review on the old iTunes or wherever you get this. That would be pretty cool. Let's let's spread the news like, about like, now and again. Like the Goog Muse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though the format's changing and there's not a side B, look, I'm not giving up this tagline. We'll catch you on the flip side. I found a reason for me to change you